Hello everybody and welcome to week four of the Emmaus Road Youth Podcast. It's awesome to have you back with us this week. We hope you've been enjoying these. They've been coming out every single Friday since we went into isolation a couple of weeks ago and we're having absolutely great fun producing them for you guys. And we hope you're having great fun listening to the fun games we're doing, the silly questions we're answering, but also feel like you're um, getting getting a lot out of them. You feel like your uh, relationship with God is growing because of the stuff that we're talking about. Um, yeah, it's been awesome to create them and we hope you're having fun listening to them. Um, we have two brand new guests with us this week. Um, I want to introduce Hope and Mike to you guys. Um, they're going to be sharing with us today. Um, and before we do anything else, um, let's get to know them a little bit. So Mike, why don't you go first? Tell us what your name is, how long you've been coming to Emmaus Road for, how did you become a Christian? And then what is the most interesting fact about yourself? No worries. Hi, guys. Um, so my name is Mike. Uh, many of you may know me. Um, I have been coming to Emmaus now for five and a half years. Um, so I've been here for a while. Um, how did I become a Christian? So my story is actually quite long, so I'll do the shortened version. Um, but I grew up uh, in a Christian home. Um, and I actually lost my faith at 16, um, where I didn't come to church for two to three years. Um, but I actually became a Christian 12 years ago this Easter Sunday. So, uh, uh, and, uh, that came through a couple of, a couple of things that happened. Um, it was all sparked to, uh, to a visit to my grandfather who, um, uh, was a Christian and, uh, he, uh, I visited him at Christmas time 12 years ago and he was caring for my aunt who was alive at the time, had dementia and Parkinson's and he was also caring for my aunt who had a brain tumour. She, she had been in a care home for, for 36 years um, and um, just spent the day with uh with him i used to go up and visit them every, every christmas and he at the at that particular point he had just fought off bladder cancer while wow. uh remaining as a carer for both my aunt and my uh grandmother and i just remember him just saying uh mike do you mind if i pray and i was like no no not a problem at all and he just started thanking god for how great his life was for giving him the strength to keep going on uh the positivity and i just remember being there and thinking there's got to be something in this um that this guy has gone through more than i've ever gone through um yet he's still so positive and still hopeful within mm. god so uh skipping forward a few months to to easter sunday um i was at church and i was like God, I, I know you're there, but I, I kind of need you to prove it to me. I need you to, to really reveal yourself right now um, and I'll give my life here and now. And I just remember, which is topical for what we're going to speak about a bit later, um, I just heard uh, a quiet whisper in my ear just saying, I'm here. Um, yeah. And then I couldn't speak, which most people would say is a, a miracle in itself. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just there and then gave my life to God and, and that started the journey of the, the last 12 years. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how I became a Christian. Uh, that's how I gave my life to God. Um, in terms of the most interesting fact about me, um, I've really struggled with this one. Um, probably that I have played tennis at Wimbledon. Um, so that is, I'll give that as the uh, most interesting one. So I used to work uh, 
uh, with the All England Club and I had the opportunity to play there. Unfortunately, not on the grass courts, it was on the indoor courts. Uh, and I played Tim Henman. Most of, you guys li- most of you guys listening to this probably don't even know who Tim Henman is, <laughs> but he used to be number one for, uh, for Britain uh, before Andy Murray. Um, and we, we had a game, I lost miserably, but I got one <laughs> shot, I got one shot past him, which I still count as probably my greatest achievement playing tennis because I used to play quite a lot. Wow. That's an incredible <laughs> fact. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mike. I really appreciate that. Um, Hope, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, my name's Hope. Um, I've been going to Emmaus for about a year and a half now, which is pretty cool. Uh, I lived, well, I still live now at the moment due to isolation, but um, I grew up in a Christian household. My Both my parents are pastors. Um, and yeah, so I kind of had quite a strong upbringing with a faith, but I got baptised about 11, 12 years old. Um, and that's probably when I realized actually I wanted to start choosing this for myself started to choose my faith for Mm. my my own kind of commitment of such um but yes that's probably the the short story obviously there's been lots of ups and downs within that and questions um but I've had really good support around me um from both family and church but that's that's basically my story as a Christian um most interesting fact again I found this really tricky like I was I've been stumped up until now about it um, I don't know. Probably the most interesting fact about me is that I not only love coffee, but I got to compete in a coffee championship. So well, it's basically that. like a national coffee championship where you have to go and bring a coffee that you love and, and yeah, chat to them about it and make them coffee. It was the most stressful 15 minutes of my life, but yeah, it was good. <laughs> where wow. did you come in the competition? I think I came like 26. So yeah, hey, but decent. you know what? Six in the country is pretty, pretty it's not decent. Bad. decent. It's not bad, and we had like six days prep. So yeah, I was pretty, I was pretty proud of that. It was good Hope. laugh. Hope makes a decent cup of coffee. I love a good cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, thanks, guys. I don't think I have anything interesting about me enough that is more interesting. Both of those facts. What? Um, Come on. You can't I mean, pass I must through do, that. Right? I must do. Uh, maybe, maybe one of the most interesting and one of the most, I guess, unbe- unbelievable, I guess what most unexpected fact about myself is, um, I'm a pretty good beatboxer. Uh, you've got to prove, you've got to yeah, get I, say, I, I don't feel like, you. <laughs> I feel like that won't really come out well, like, over, <laughs> like, podcast. We're recording on our iPhones right now. I feel um, like you should still try. I feel like that. <laughs> we've got, we've got to well. see what it's like. We've got to see um, it. <laughs> Well, all right, here we go. This is going to sound so rubbish now. Mike can spit over it. He'll he'll give you some balls. I used to, to like, when I I was at youth, I used to, like, beatbox all the time. Um, All right, this is going to sound so rubbish over a podcast. Here we go. Come on. That's pretty cool. That I mean, it's all right, cool. isn't it? Like, yeah, I guess that's... No, no one, everyone, like, has a bit of a what sort of reaction to that. So I guess that's my most interesting There's fact. definitely fun to be had with that. There's <laughs> definitely fun. Awesome. Okay, guys, thanks for that. I really appreciate you sharing that stuff with us. Um, before we launch into anything too serious, I thought we would play a game. Um, and we played this game on our Sunday live stream a few weeks ago. And it went down really well. But um, have you guys heard of the game Would I Lie to You that is on TV? Yes. 
Yes. Great so show. So we're going to play a little game of Would I Lie to You. Um, one of our panel, whether it be myself, Hope or Mike, is going to um, say a fact about themselves. And it, the other two have to work out whether they think it's true or they think it's false through asking questions um, about that fact. And then after a while, we'll take a vote whether we think it's true or false. And then it will be revealed um, if it was true or it was false. I, I sort of feel like there's not really going to be a winner to this game, but it might be fun to learn some extraordinary facts about each other. So, who wants to go first, Mike or Hope? Go on, Hope. Um, okay. All right. I was going <laughs> to say go on, Mike, but I feel Hope's like you're going to go quicker. first. All right. Um, so, two extraordinary, unbelievable facts about myself. We just so, want one first. Okay. Let's go for. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We've got to work um, out whether this is truth or it's a lie. Um, I actually work now as a freelance stage manager, which is pretty cool. And I get to work for festivals like Big Church Day Out, like Latitude Festival, like Reading and Leeds. So that's, that's my extraordinary fact. I think that's pretty extraordinary. Um, and then my unbelievable fact is that I have a tendency to accidentally leave the house without wearing shoes, um, which, yeah, I just feel like that's pretty unbelievable. How? Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. So it was uh, the worst one. Oh, this is the worst one. It put me down £50, honestly. So I was staying over at my mate's house, and uh, there's quite a few of us there, and I was the last one to leave, so he dropped me into Guildford Town, right at the top of the high street. I got out of the car... With my rucksack, I put my feet on the pavement and realised I was only in socks. He drove off. I'm, like, now waving him, trying to call him, and no reply. So I have to walk into office, like, the office shop, to go and buy some vans because I literally didn't have any shoes. And I couldn't walk the whole way home without any shoes. <laughs> have, you, have you ever been stage managing and realised you haven't had shoes on? <laughs> No, but there was a fun time at a certain festival last year where I'd got out and realised that my, my volunteer's T-shirt was on back to front and I did the whole day in my volunteer's T-shirt back to front and there are pictures to prove it, which was wow. bad. Yeah. It's going to be next year's promo. <laughs> I feel like you sold this in such a way that it is definitely true. Yeah, I think this is true. <laughs> Like, yeah. there's no way this is false. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely true. <laughs> I was trying I to just... realise I should have made that alive because now everyone knows that I forget my shoes when I go out. Have you ever like... had... Have you ever had your shoes stolen? Oh, not... Oh, yeah. Actually, I think you and Jazz did that once. I did think... We? No, you didn't steal them. You hid them on top of hid a really them. tall oh, speaker. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah, I, I I'm quite that. short, so there was no way of me getting it. I was probably close to tears as well because I was just tired and cold. <laughs> That's why his shoes should always stay on the feet. But not if you're inside, right? That's uh, fair. No shoes in the house. <laughs> shoes go straight off slippers. No, no okay. shoes in the house. All right, so we worked out pretty quickly. I hope that was, like, definitely true. Um, I can definitely believe that. Um, my story, and what I'm going to say is I'm going to go next, is... Um, I once ate so much chocolate that I projectile vomited. That's grim. 
That is that is really grim. Uh, what what it chocolate true? was it? Um, it was a combination of Magic Stars, Strong. which is an underrated chocolate. It's not I might good. Add. Yeah, Magic it's... Stars great. Um, and well, there was it wasn't just chocolate actually. There was popcorn and dairy milk Oreo. Mm. Yeah, that is that's so, a lot of sugar. There's two things that come from this. Dairy milk Oreo is quite recent, like it's quite a recent chocolate. So when was this? Um, I would have been 23 years old. <laughs> so that was four years ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what colour was the vomit? I think you guys already know the answer to that question. Oh, that's a, yeah, go it on. It was liquid brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Um, in what time frame did you consume all this uh, chocolate and popcorn? So I ate the chocolate and popcorn in an hour, and it wasn't it wasn't for another two hours after that that I then vomited. <laughs> oh, uh, wow! Uh, big bars, little bar, big bars. <laughs> and where where and where were you? Was this in a public place? Was this in a private place? Um, I consumed the chocolate in a public place, but I threw up at home. Wow. How, how, much, how much time after consuming said chocolate? Uh, that was like two hours. I, I, I think Why this chocolate? is true. I think, I think this is true. Why chocolate? Why not ice cream? Because or... <laughs> chocolate's, chocolate's cheaper than the ice cream that I wanted to eat. Okay. okay. That's fair. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. Have you got another one or just one? No, just the one. Just the one. Now. I think it's false because he remembers from four years ago he preferred ice cream in that moment. So That's that's good. Yeah, oh, I said I'm true to false. start with, but I'm happy to go I'm happy to go false. I'm happy to back well, you home. I don't mind. I don't no, mind. No, no, let's let's go false. That statement was true. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was I was 23. I was at the cinema. Mm, um, and good. I had far too much chocolate and projectile vomit on the way home. There you go. That's bad. What, what, film, what film were you watching? I don't actually remember that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember it. It was like early on in the day as well. It was like an early afternoon film. Anyway, that was true. Little fact about me. Mike, you're going next. Okay, so back in 2015, I auditioned for X Factor and I got through to the judges. What? As in, like... <laughs> so, hang on, the judges, as in you went, like, the, as the it, TV yeah, judges... Yeah, there's quite a few... Bit, yeah, like the first so quite, we actually judges see on TV, you got through to that stage. Yeah, yeah, not to judges' houses, to, um, to the bit that you see on TV. So there's the okay. three rounds beforehand and then you get through to... You, you get through to the judges. Um, okay, who were the judges on the panel? Uh, we had Simon Cowell himself. We had Louis. And oh, we had Sharon. Sharon. Wow. Because she had okay. come back. She'd come back. It was her. Yeah. What, um, what song did you sing? Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. It's a good song choice. <laughs> Um, and I'm not. I'm not giving a demo. <laughs> what? Why? What was said? So you did. You didn't get any further than the judges. 
Uh, no, I didn't get any further. I only did it as a uh, as a bit of a bet. Uh, I was dared by my friends to to audition. They put me in, so I thought, ah, oh, why not? Let's go and give this a go. <laughs> That's so good. What did so? What did the judges? What did they say to you? Well, I got the hand to 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 stop. So I was a little bit. I got. I was a little bit nervous, as you can imagine. You're sort of getting through. You walk through those doors. You're in front of the three of them, and you're like, oh, man, I'm nervous. So I sort of started, and then I got the stop. Do you want to take your time? And I was like, yeah, all right. I'll I'll t- I'll take my time. So restarted, and then just just went for it. I don't know. I don't know. Really? The thing is, it's. I, uh, I I feel like it's really hard to get through to the judges, but I back Mike to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, Mike, you were picked because of your raw talent, but they do let the other 100%. ones slip through, don't they? <laughs> oh, yeah. Not that yeah, that's yeah. in any, any relevance to you, but... <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I got one yes and two no's. Who gave you a yes? Louis. Louis. Yeah, yes, knew of it. course he did. Of course, Louis Walsh gave you the You yes. could have been in the next One Direction. I, wow. I should have been. I, I feel that was my true calling. You could have replaced Liam. No one remembers who he is. <laughs> I think... I don't know. I John, really I'm letting you call to, this one. I really want it to be true. Yeah, because like, I want to find the video. <laughs> I really if we find a video, we true. can attach it. Yeah, we can. <laughs> I'm going to say true just because I really want that to be true. Yeah, true. I, I'm saying true. It is false. Ah! <laughs> that is so funny. I, I am the worst singer going. I've never auditioned for X Factor. I've never got that far. Uh, you actually had me like so close. <laughs> you sold it. Do you know what sold I it for me? I genuinely wanted that. Go on. Do you know what sold it for me? It was when you went, I got the hand, and then they asked me if I wanted to restart because I was, you were nervous. I was like, that's <laughs> something that Simon does all the time. Uh, wow. So there's little so attention weird. to detail. Oh, flip. He sold me. Okay, um, so what we've learned from this game is um, Mike's a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and like it. Mike's really bad at remembering her shoes. Because um, that's a true <laughs> statement. Awesome. Um Moving on, let's let's uh, move on to what we've been, what we're going to talk about today. Um, and I thought it'd be really cool um, to chat about the question: How do we hear from God? Um, I feel like that's a question that no one really ever stops asking or mm. never stops working out. Um, so I thought it'd be really cool for us to just have a little chat about how we've heard from God, how we found that process of learning what it was like to hear God's voice. Um, as we're going to share in a bit. Um, and I'm sure there are young people out there listening to this who actually, that thought process um, of like hearing God can be really intimidating, can be really like, daunting. Um, and so what does it look like? Um, and so that's what we're going to chat about today. So the first question I thought I'd ask you guys, uh, and Hope, why don't you go first with this, is mm. have you got any cool stories where you heard from God and, and how did it help with what you were going through at that time? Yeah, like I was trying to think of probably the most recent relatable one, um, which was actually, like, last year at Soul Survivor, so about August time. Um, It was the last Soul Survivor, so I was quite excited to go. Um, And I was just really expectant. So, like, what I mean by that is I was just really expectant for God to speak to me, um, to be able to just focus and worship and be around my mates and, yeah, just have really good encounter time. 
Um, and actually, on the way there, we got given these like little prophecies um, and like a prophetic word. So that's when someone prays for you and they either have a word of knowledge or they have basically, um, they listen to God. So this is a form of hearing God, I guess, which we'll talk about later, um, where they hear from God and they write it down or they, they tell it to you and they give you this word because they believe that God's told them to give it to you. Um, and so I got given this one of these words and and then later in the journey, um, my friend was like, oh, I really feel like that's really significant for you. And I was like, yeah, of course it is. Someone gave it to me. And that really like, it just kept bottling around in my head the whole week. And so I was just praying over it. And um, actually someone came and gave me the exact same word um, from our group. And they didn't know I had the word, which is really interesting. And so this word was basically all about my life is going to be starting to shift a little bit in dynamic. So that could that could have meant my job, where I was going to school. That could have meant, I don't know, it could have meant anything. It was very vague. Um, and then a, another one of our leaders actually came over to me and she prophesied over me and she gave me this verse from James, which talked about um, pruning a branch, which is really random. And I don't really like gardening. Um, so I, I was like, God, what do you want to do with this? Because I'm not going to take up gardening. <laughs> and it was actually about um, God taking away stuff and actually allowing that for new growth. And so I was praying about this. And what actually happened was, as I was praying, I just heard a little whisper that was just like, um, let's talk about your job. That's what it said. Let's talk about your job. And for me, I, I was I was really, really happy working where I was. Like, I was earning money, I enjoyed the job, um, but it actually took a lot of time alongside my studies, which meant I didn't really have a lot of time to do the things that I wanted, like get up early and pray with God, because my job started early, and having time to serve more and do this now, like be a collective leader and help with the youth. Um, and so actually, what that kind of tied in was, is God actually prompted me to leave my job. And that was really scary, wow. really daunting. Um, but from doing that, I actually got to access more mentoring and to be able to help serve in other ministries. And it actually opened up a lot of space for me to just be still and to read my Bible and to worship more. And it was something really simple. But from two separate words and the repetition of one of them words and then God whispering to me, literally just a tiny voice saying, let's talk about your job. It changed my life completely it gave me wow. so much more free time that i've now invested into my faith which is pretty epic that's, that's awesome. really cool that's awesome thanks hope that's cool mike what about what about you um i i see i touched earlier about when i became a christian of um mm. hearing god's voice uh, as a, a very quiet whisper um that's sort of started the uh, sort of maybe sort of confirmed to me that god is real and started my journey to him I think the other sort of quite big moment where I didn't hear his voice at all, that's the only time that I've heard sort of the audible voice of God, um, is sort of more situational. So um, you guys know that I used to work in the sports industry and it was around a decision whether to leave all that behind and go back to university for a year. Um, and I remember um, just saying to God, God, I don't want to do this, but if it's where you're calling me, I'll go and do it. Um, but you've got to make this super clear to me. So I kind of set these little tests. Now, I wouldn't recommend 
testing God in any way, shape or form. But I kind of wanted some com- confirmation uh, of is this the right thing and is this where you're calling me? And something I've noticed in my life, particularly when it comes to jobs, is that he tends to make it quite obvious for me. Um, and I sort of said to him, OK, I'm going to go. I'm going to put my application in for this, but I've got to be accepted in in a week. And uh, guys listening to this, universities are not the quickest organisations in the world and they take a long time. Uh, but I <laughs> got my application accepted in two days. Wow. So I was kind of wow. like, ah, rats. Uh, OK, so I then had to go for an interview and I was like, right, God, I've got to be given the interview here. And I've got basically given a place at the interview. Um, and I walked in uh, at the start of my interview and the guy interviewing me said, I'm not even going to ask you the questions. I want you on the course. You've got a place. Wow. I was like, wow. Ah, okay, right, God. That's two. Now for the hat trick. Um, <laughs> like, I've got to get the, the full scholarship. So a scholarship is where the university will reduce the fees that you have to pay. Um, and you could get up to 50%. And I could not afford to take a year out of my career. Because um, I was leaving my job. I wasn't going to earn any money. And I had to pay for the course. And I was like, you've got to give me the full 50%. I can't do this without it. And I got a phone call the next day of saying, Mike, you've got the full 50%. And then I was like, well, I can't really argue here. I've, I've got to go and do this and step out in, in faith. And I wouldn't say it's been easy since then. Um, but that was a time of sort of the... Um, we talk about situational um, elements where I was sort of praying to God and it was the sort of the continual situation and sort of answers of mini prayers that then led to to the decision that that I took. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, those are two, like, incredible stories. Um, And, like, so the story of... I have a story about the story of how me and Tandia, my wife, when we moved to Emmaus, um, we'd basically been, like, trying to sell our house for over a year. Um, We needed somewhere bigger. Like, it's amazing how when you live in a house and then, like, you fill it with stuff and then you're like, oh, we need somewhere bigger. You don't actually need somewhere bigger. You need to get rid of some of your stuff because you've got too much. But we needed somewhere bigger. Uh, we couldn't do it. No one no one wanted to buy our flat for, like, a year. Mm. We got no offers. That sucks. Um, <laughs> and then yeah. we decided that we'd think about coming to join Emmaus as a church, um, but we weren't, like, really sure. Um, but I took, like, a, a meeting with, with Matt, and Josh Heather, who is the pastor at Mayor's Road Woking, um, to like chat about what it might look like um, with me coming on staff um, at Mayor's Road because they, you know, they'd advertised they were looking for someone to come in and head up the youth work. Um, and I had that meeting on a Monday morning, and I got as we we're on our way home, we got a phone call saying that there was a viewing happening on our flat while I was at the meeting, like it was happening at the same time. Uh, and we got home and the meeting was a little... The viewing was delayed. And so we got back to our flat and, like, they were actually looking around it, like, while we were sitting outside. Um, wow. in That's the always car. awkward. Um, yeah, it was a bit weird. So there was someone... So we just sat outside. Uh, and that was, like, our first viewing in ages. We'd had viewings before, but we'd had, like, no offers whatsoever. Um, and like, we'd, I was praying over the course of the next couple of days and I decided that I was going to apply for the job at Emmaus. So I applied for that job on the Wednesday... And then on the Thursday, that guy put an offer in for, like, the price that we wanted for the house, like, Amazing. straight away. Wow. Like, happened the day after. Um, and so we accepted that offer. Um, now, those of you that have ever bought a house, um, which I don't suppose is many people, but getting an offer is, like, <laughs> only the start of the process. Like, that's not it anyway. 
anywhere near the end of it. It's only the start of a long process. And now we had to find somewhere we were going to move to. So on that Saturday, we started to like view places like over in Woking and Guildford and that way. And bear in mind, I'd only, I'd only applied for the job. Like in no way had I got it yet. It wasn't like a given or like, like Emmaus hadn't decided that they wanted me. But I was like, do you know what? I feel like we just need to start looking over over there in like Guildford and Woking area. Um, so on Saturday, we start, we viewed a couple of places in Woking and we, we viewed this like really nice flat that we really, really liked. It was bigger than ours. It had a garden, had its own front door. Like we were like, yeah, we really, really like this place, but it was way more than we could afford. Um, but on the Monday, we decided that we'd put an offer in anyway and we'd see what happened. So we put an offer in of what we could afford. And then like the next day, um, I got an interview with a mouse. Wow. So like it happened like the next day. Um, and then on the Wednesday, so Monday I put the offer in, Tuesday I got my interview, and then Wednesday our offer got accepted on that flat um, for it. that place. Uh, so in like the place space of 10 days, we were like trying to sell our flat. We'd gone from like being nowhere of selling our flat to now like getting an interview for Emmaus Road in Guildford and then almost like moving over um, to, o- over this way as well. Like doors just started to fling open left, right and centre for me, uh, which was really, really cool. Um, and nothing was set in stone at that point, but God was just moving us down this path. Like he was moving us down this journey. Um, that was like just clearly opening all these doors. I then had my interview, got a call back for the second one on the same day that our chain closed, which is like a major step in the process of buying a house. Uh, means we can start doing all the paperwork. Then a week later I got, I offered the job at Mayus. We moved in August and I started in September. So like two massive major life things like moving house and changing jobs all just seemed to happen so perfectly at the same time. And like at the time I didn't realise it but looking back like God was so like speaking to me and like with me throughout Mm -hmm. that entire process. And that was really, really cool. I Um, I love it when, I love it when God brings, uh, sort of brings those situations all together and just you can see him working through it as you reflect back. Isn't it funny that we often don't see it until we reflect back rather than within the moment yeah now i've i've never actually so i've never actually heard god's voice as an audible thing you guys have like alluded to it um and i'm sure i I don't doubt there are people in history like in the bible there's stories about people have heard god's voice but do like do you actually hear god's voice i hear god like through like the spirit talking to me and like what that often looks like is he drops like pictures into what I call like my mind's eye. You know, when you close your eyes and you like imagine pictures and stuff in your like, in your mind, like that's what I call my mind's eye. God like drops pictures or verses or people into that, into that space. And like, that's how I know God's speaking to me. Um, but I've, like, do you guys actually, have you actually heard God's voice? Is that like a, a regular thing? How does it happen for you? Um, so as I said I've only heard um, God's audible voice once and that was at that moment that I needed to hear him to give my life and I know he doesn't it's not for everybody um, but I kind of needed that and it was that quiet whisper as I said that almost like a friend just coming up beside you and and speaking quietly but apart from that I've never heard um, I've never heard his voice sort of audibly again similar to you Joel for me it's been either words coming into my head or um, Bible verses or I've had names come into my head before of certain people wanting to pray out or a feeling like if I'm in a crowd of people sort of um, I've had it before at Focus for example um, where I um, was praying for someone and I had a name come to my head and, and 
I use that. Um, but th for me, that's the only way that I sort of I've heard. That's the way I hear from hear from God now, or through other people. Um, Hope Hope said it earlier um, around prophetic words and people speaking into your life at the exact moment that you need to hear God. And I think that's uh, sort of the main ways that that I hear from God now. Awesome. Hope. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, like, um, I haven't actually heard God's voice audibly myself. I know people who have. Um, but, I mean, like, when we look in the Bible, we see, like, Moses literally walked and talked with God. And, like, God called on Samuel four times audibly, like, calling his name. So I definitely believe that this is something God, like, uses. This is some ways and forms he actually communicates to us. Um, but for myself, I haven't. I personally probably hear God the most through scripture um like directly speaking into my circumstance and my situation um so that might be a scripture that I'm reading a passage like literally and it's speaking over a situation I'm struggling with where it's not the exact same circumstance but it's something really similar um and that gives me a lot of peace and confidence in in the word um also, again, through like prophetic words and words of knowledge, um, I also think like if I receive a word of knowledge, um, I always pray after receiving one or before giving one, just because I know that it's good to like sit on it and pray about, oh, would, the, would Jesus have said this or done this? Or what does the Bible say about this? Because yeah. it's just a really healthy practice when weighing up um, what you really want to take on board. So, yeah. 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 So speaking of speaking of the Bible... Um, do you guys have like a favorite point in the Bible where you've, you, we see people hearing from God. I'm going to hope I'm going to come straight back to you for this. Where in the Bible can we read about how like people have heard from God? Um, ah, oh, there's so many, there's so many cool ones. I mean, all right, I'm going to try and keep it short because <laughs> I could just ramble on forever. But I mean, all right, first person, Joseph, we all love his Technicolor dream coat, but the story of him, and God is just so cool in the sense of um, like God not only giving him dreams, but also giving him the discernment and the ability to um, understand and interpret dreams. So that's something that's really cool in the Bible. And I think we don't necessarily look at that as a, a medium as much as maybe prophetic words or scripture. But it's something to really um, take hold of and, and pray for. Like, that's really cool. I, 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 would I haven't yet, but I would love to receive a dream. Um, where God not only puts it in my head but tells me what it means when I wake up. That's just pretty cool yeah, in general. Cool. Um, I mean, in Acts 2, verse 17, God says, In the last days I'll send my spirit on all men. Then your sons and daughters will speak God's word. Your young men will see what God has given them to see and your old men will dream dreams. So it's like all ages can access this as well. It's not yeah, just it's the oldies or us young kids. Like, actually... Anyone can access dreams and mm. visions and, and God has the ability to give you the interpretations for them. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, one more, one more, I'll avoid, and then I'll stop, I'll stop after that. But um, in like the story of Elijah, which you can read about in 1 Kings 19 verse 11, um, it talks about how there's lots of like, this is a brief like uh, overlay of it, but basically how there's lots of um, like storms and winds and fire going on, but actually... This little verse, it says, um, and after the fire came a gentle whisper. And that was God. It was a gentle whisper. So like we were talking about me and Mike earlier, like God can come in this gentle whisper. It's mm -hmm. not just like 
the fire and the flames and the big dreams and the prophetic words like it can be this small whisper like yeah. whether it's audible or in your conscience which is pretty epic to be fair so yeah yeah, yeah. that's really cool Mike, what about you? I mean, Hope's given us three good ones there, but have you got I'm so any, sorry. Have I took you got all a, the content. Have you got like a favourite story where we read about people hearing from God? I don't. I don't know how you can really uh, sort of top what Hope has just said. Um, for me, um, the the one that I was thinking about was uh, with Jesus. How often we read that he goes to the quiet place to spend time and talk mm. to God and yeah. hear from God. And I think when we read through the Bible, we hear him speak within the big and and the quiet. And I love the fact that his own son, to go and spend time with him, took himself away from everything and just focused in on God. And I I can imagine him just sitting there by the tree, having a little chat with him and just having that real nice dialogue with God. And I just think that's so powerful. and for me, I take I take a lot from that. And then obviously we hear God do the big of when Jesus is being baptised. We hear God sort of big, audible voice saying, this is my son whom I love and just yeah. declaring that over everyone. And I, I always I think sometimes we think that might be a sort of the big booming voice. I actually think that that was just in a loving way that any of our. Uh, sort of uh, parents or people that love us would say that and declare that over us in just Mm. a real tender way and I just love the fact that within Jesus's life we can hear him talking within the choir and then God's affirmation within within sort of the big moment as well that's really cool that's really cool cool. yeah one one of my favorite stories is in Acts 16 Um, and it's like a really it's not even really a story it's just that Paul and Silas are trying to work out where they're going to go and preach next and there's just this throwaway line that they would, they chose one place, but then the Holy Spirit prevented them from going there, and like they concluded that like God was calling them somewhere else. And I just I just love how like what that little line indicates is how normal it was for them to hear from God, mm-hmm. like about everything, um, like how every like it was an everyday thing for them. Like they just heard from God and then they moved so on. Good. Like they carried on. They used it to influence their decisions but it happened like in the everyday so like we've talked a lot about like these like big occasions and decisions in our lives and god wants god wants to and does speak into those situations but like this passage to me just says how he speaks into even just the little details of our lives um which i think is like really really cool yeah um so a question that i get like asked quite a lot is what should we do if we think we hear from god but we're not sure if it's god or it's just us mike i'm going to ask you that question first yeah i I think there's two ways to look at this there's the if you think god's speaking to you for yourself and to you and if you're speaking um truth into others so what we talked around the the prophetic word for me uh, the biggest thing is step out in faith um we we have and when we're talking around prophetic words in particular at church we talk about if it's kind if it's encouraging and if it's true to the to the bible it's likely to be from god um you know and in the in the worst circumstance you have said something really nice to somebody um which isn't a bad thing which isn't a bad thing either um and i you know god never ever speaks bad words over us or to us so even in your head if you're thinking okay god what are you saying through here as you're reading the bible it will be encouraging it will be loving and there that's what to take um uh take to you often i find that it's like a little quiet encouraging whisper 
um, to yourself as, as you're going through. Um, and I'd also say, talk to your friends or your collective leaders. Um, if you're hearing from God and you've got, um, or uh, if someone said a word over you or you've, you're hearing from God and you've got a word for something else, something that we've tried in our collective to, to help with that is uh, in sort of at the end of the collective, somebody goes in the middle and we just pray over that person and just encourage people to share words of encouragement um, for that particular individual. And that That's was awesome. all to try and just try and encourage and practice. It's, it's a bit of a practice as well of just hearing from God and just getting used to, to talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, t- definitely take take a step of faith. Like, I'm sure, like, God's not going to let you, God's not going to let you down. He's not going to embarrass you, like, if you're, like, drastically wrong. And then ultimately, if, if, if it is just your own thoughts, but it's an encouraging, it's an encouraging, it's kind, and it's true to the Bible, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? And then I, I really agree with the second point you made, Mike, like, talking to people about it, like, what might God be saying to you um, is, like, really good. And then finally, I'd say is, like, again, I think you said this, Mike, God, like, will never contradict what the Bible says. No. Um, so that's always like a good place to check out what we're thinking. Is this God speaking to us? Does it contradict what the Bible says? Um, and if it doesn't, then it's probably God. And like, I think mm. just a really quick encouragement is that there are people who listen to God like all the time, like, and they will give scarily accurate accounts of like words of knowledge to people on a regular basis who like God just speaks to them. Uh, like really clearly about other people and he gives them encouraging words and wants to communicate things through people to others and there's times when even they will say they'll openly admit that they got that wrong mm. like they mm. openly admit okay now that, well, that wasn't from god and they don't let it get them down they you know they they move on and they continue to get better at just tuning into god's voice um hope what do you think um <clears throat> i think i definitely agree with all you guys like that that sounds really good and really like a really healthy way of going about um what to do if you're not sure um and I, I really just want to accentuate like the accountability thing of actually it's okay that you got given a word but it's totally cool for you to go and chat it over and pray about it and talk to your collective leaders or even other people in your collective about what you've heard um, because at the end of the day you've got people around you who are old and new as well like really good role models who can chat you through um not just so you can get it right but also to help you build confidence in what you're saying like Mm. be confident in the voice you're hearing from god Mm. um and like in matthew it talks about um take one or two others along so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses and i think that yeah is again about like if you're praying for someone to be healed but also like if you're wanting to really practice this gift of like hearing God and discernment, then take people along with you. Ask your leaders to um, dock in with you and, and chat to you about how you're doing, what you're struggling with. Why do you think it's your head and not God? Like these are really good, important questions to ask. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not bad to ask for help or um, just some mentoring in that, which is really, really good. I think something else that, that we haven't touched on, I think that's awesome, um, is worship as well. Um, yeah. like through worship music that's sometimes I've like it might be a song that's just come on at the exact moment that I need to it like for me that's one of the ways I connect easiest with God um, and like he's spoken to me so many times through different uh, songs and moments like within that moment and just help me focus in on him within that particular moment and sort of um, 
crowd out the other the other noises around me and just focus on God within that moment. That's something else that I've found really useful. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, definitely. Thanks. Um, all right, guys. So final question for you guys. Um, and I, I'll answer this question first. But we'll, what should people do if they want to, like, start hearing from God, like, today? Um, you know, maybe we've got young people out there who have been praying and they've been asking God to speak to them. But, you know, they haven't quite worked out how God speaks to them yet. What should people do if they like, want to start hearing God today? I mean, I'm sure you guys agree with this, but the first thing that we'd advise you guys to do is just to spend some time in prayer. Like, ask yeah, God to 100%. speak to you. Like, actually ask him to speak to us. Like, Bible open. And then and then wait. Like, don't be afraid to sit and wait for to see what God says. It, it might be 30 seconds. It might be a minute. It might be five. It might be 10. It might be 30 minutes. Just, like, wait on God. Like, spend some spend some time just listening and you might not get it right first time and it might feel a bit awkward at first but the longer you just sit in that place of expecting and waiting god to talk to you the more like you are to hear it um and and after a while like you might get a picture of someone like pop into your head or a bible verse might jump out to you uh and more often than not that is like god like popping those things out to you he's letting you know where he wants to lead you and what he wants what he wants you to pray for um and then, like, follow that. Like, just follow that lead. Like, I'm reading into this passage and I really like it, or I'm really praying for this person and I want to continue praying to it. Because that's probably God prompting you. And I think the second thing I'd say is, like, God speaks to everyone in different ways. Like, through our stories yeah. that we shared earlier, um, we need to work out how God speaks to us, how God speaks to you. I was actually speaking to a friend of mine last night, um, and he was telling me about his friend who was convinced that God didn't speak to her. Like, she was convinced, and it took her a long time to realise that God was actually speaking to her through her dreams. Um, <laughs> and, like, she didn't realise, like, every night she'd, like, have a dream and she'd think, oh, it's just her own head, like, making it up. But actually, no, that was God trying to, like, God communicate with her. Um, and, yeah, from <laughs> real, like, I'll, I'll get back in. It took a long time for her to realise that God was speaking to her for her dreams, um, which was really cool. Like, she'd put it off as her own head, like, every night. But actually, that was God trying to, like, speak to her. And now she, like, gets words of knowledge in the dreams. She gets people to pray for in her dreams. And that's really, really cool. There isn't much uh, else that I would add to that. I think you, you got everything there. But what I want to encourage everybody listening uh, now is that you're already hearing from God. And um, it's just about that that stepping out. Um, I think what Joel said so brilliantly was um, everyone hears from God in different ways and at different moments you hear from God in different ways. You've yeah. heard mm. over the course of this podcast that you hear it from the big to the small and just because somebody's had sort of the big moment doesn't make the sort of what is seemingly small any less valuable or any less God. It's just the way in which he's communicating in the way that we see it. Um, and I love um, what we've talked about sort of as a thread through here of that, the quiet conversation with God and just see him as that person that's alongside you through every single moment. It's like just talking to you as you go along. And I think that that's what I would encourage to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's no, good. Um, oh, I don't know, like, I think when I even when I was prepping for this, just to think about what are the different ways that I wait? Like, what are the different ways that... How do I access this space of um, listening to God? And I think there's something that really hit me was the fact that we have a really creative God. Like, he is so creative. Yeah, that's really good. And <clears throat> everything's intentional. The, the small whisper, like, 
it isn't because he can't be bothered to shout in a big audible voice. It's actually because that small whisper is probably in that moment easier or I don't know, better for you to engage in him in that way. Like yeah. if I had that small whisper at Soul Survivor about my job, I would have found that a lot easier to engage with than if he'd like shouted from the rooftops. We need to talk about your job. Like it would have freaked me out to be fair. So I think that's something to remember. And like in Matthew, it talks about man should not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's a really cool passage for this because we should be looking at different ways of hearing God and accessing the Bible. So I think that's one thing definitely like whip open your Bible, just take time, sit with it. But it doesn't mean that you just have to read the whole of John, like like start to finish. Like sit down, like have some pens out, be creative with it. Like I know my mum loves to paint and I know that I yeah, hate that. painting. So <laughs> I work better with a pen and pencil and doodling or yeah. just listening to worship and, and soaking, just That's lying so down. and Yeah, so there's different ways of doing it. Find what works for you. Be creative with it. If it hasn't been done before, maybe this is your way of engaging with God. So, love that. Yeah. Get creative. I love that bit where you talk about like we've, we've got a creative God. So he talks yeah, about creative awesome. ways. That's amazing. Um, guys, thank you so much for um, chatting with me today. I really appreciate you guys coming on. Um, and everyone listening, we hope you found today helpful. Uh, and we, yeah, we just want to encourage you again. Um, go and spend some time. Um, wait on, wait and see what God wants to wants to say to you. Because as Mike said, like he is talking to us. He wants a relationship with us, and that relationship is a two way thing. We can access him through prayer, and we can pray to him, and we can talk to him. But he wants to speak to us back. Um, yeah, so definitely, our, our advice is to go and give it a go, um, guys. Um, Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Guys, if you want to get in touch, make sure you email it youth at EmmausRoad.com or go and follow us on Instagram at E-M-M-R-D Youth. Uh, we've got yeah. loads of cool, fun stuff going on. Uh, and join us on Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Instagram Live. Um, we have loads of fun. We read the Bible together um, and we play some stupid games. It's awesome. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you all next week. See you later, guys. See you later. Bye.